With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday night Bible study and fellowship. Well, folks, the other night we started the great epistle of Paul to the Colossians. We went over the, a lot of the historical aspects of the position and location of Colossae, how it was a stone's throw, actually, from Laodicea. We went over the uh, pastor. We mentioned the pastor of Colossae, who was Epaphras, and um, we went over how Paul probably never set foot there, but he got close, But and he sent the, those letters back, which are the prison epistles. I called off the names of the ones that uh, he used to send the epistles back from, from Rome, where he wrote the prison epistles, and I made mention of you to you, which was very important, and I'll reiterate it again, that those four epistles, Ephesians, Philemon, Colossians, and Philippians are the anatomy of the body of Christ, workings of the body of Christ, do's, don'ts, laws, Paul lays down this, that, the other. You can, if you read those four books, you'll get a good grip on the anatomy of the body of Christ with, like I said, the book of Ephesians being the head, which is Jesus Christ. So tonight we're going, we got down to, or we got a little bit further than we, uh, we're going to start. We're going to start back in verse 12, right, Brother Dave? In verse 12, we're going to start yes. in. Verse 12. We'll start at verse 12, where Paul starts giving his prayer. And I brought out the glorious fact that all this is past tense that Paul talks about. We're having been done this, and God hath done this, and hath done that. And then we cross-referenced it over to the great book of Romans in Romans chapter 8 where talks about Paul talks about being uh, sanctified pre predestinated and everything's past tense why people don't settle in on that and 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 think about that more often I I don't understand it it's battered around theological circles a lot but that on just on down the regular where the rubber meets the road in the Christian life it's very important we think about those things being seated with Christ in heavenly places and why Paul had a desire to depart and be with Christ, which was far better and, and things like that. That's not just whimsical words. That's the word of God. Just all God's word of truth and beginning, all his righteous judgments endure for that forever. And these are things we have to hold on to as promises. 
Some of the promises in the New Testament are so glorious to us. No, the body, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, no other, no other group had these kind of promises. It wasn't there for them. Even the great David promised that God wouldn't take his Holy Spirit from him. We don't have to pray that kind of prayer for us. We're sealed to the day of redemption. Everything about our salvation is past tense. It wasn't that way with David because David didn't have a completed salvation. David didn't go to heaven. David went to Abraham's bosom. But without getting off into all that theological stuff, we'll get, we're going to do enough of that in just a few minutes when we get on down here to these principalities and powers. But anyway, uh, you folks remember uh, Brother Joe when you pray, please. Um, Brother Tim, again, about his family um, being separated, that they'll stay separated. Pray for Brother Sergio and him, he's working his tail off, getting his house ready up there in Canada. Um, remember our brethren that are used to be with us that are no longer here, um, still, still us here in the flesh, but they decided to go somewhere else. And I uh, pray that the Lord would be with them and guide them on their journey. I know if everybody thought, thought the same way and everybody believed exactly the same thing, and everybody just get together and have one big old party and the rest of the world would go to hell. Nothing to get done. That's what Doc used to say anyway when we'd have revival services. But anyway, having said all that, I'd appreciate Brother Dave if you would open us in a word of prayer, brother, please. Yes. Father, we come tonight with grateful hearts, Father, and we thank you for this book. We thank you for the 66 books of the King James Bible. And we pray tonight that the living word of God come into our hearts and minds, remove the veil that blinds the minds of the unbelieving among us, Lord, those that happens chance of so-called, that nothing ha happens by chance, but they're led by you, even though they think they stumble upon this meeting tonight, Lord, or to a download, I pray that the Holy Spirit lifts the veil that blinds their minds. And I would pray that they would see the preeminent Lord Jesus Christ for his position of who he is, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and the only name by which a man can be saved. And Lord, tonight, I pray that the Holy Spirit anoint Pastor Don and that Jesus Christ, the living word of God, come to us and teach us, Lord, and give us minds I mean, eyes that can see and hearts that can understand the word of God. I pray that we have emotions that are righteous emotions, emotions that are built upon the truths of the word that are reinforced because of the truth of the word, not because of false doctrine or some worldly opinions or worldly ideas of social justice or righteousness, so-called in the world but the righteousness built upon the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up to you, all our brethren. I lift up to you, Megan, Lord, and I pray for her and her family that they would come to know the Lord in a deeper and deeper way and that Megan's total health would be restored and that she would be able to give it, her testimony far and wide about the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I also lift up to you, Brother Joe in Vancouver. I pray, Lord, wherever he is, that you speak to him, that you lead him and help him to mature and, as a Christian and become 
a man of God, wherever he is, Lord, day by day serving you. And I pray for Brother Sergio, Lord. He's a faithful member, and I, I pray that you would continue to help him in his decision-making and in this, you know, rather cumbersome project of moving the worst parts over, but all the details of how, how to establish his new life where he moved to, Lord. I pray that you help him and give him peace and all, but most foremost, Lord, that his relationship with you and your word would grow in an amazing ways there where he is now. And Lord, I pray for brother uh, David Hummel, Lord, wherever he is out there, I pray that you would touch him, Lord, that you would build him up, that you would cause him to repent of anything that holds him back and that he would, with new fervor, Lord, and new zeal and desire, get into your word and serve you. And I pray for brother Steve and Julie Greenup, Lord, that wherever they are, they're the continuing healing virtue of Jesus Christ would restore their health and that you would continue to use them in ministry, Lord. And I pray that they would at least once in a while come by and say hello to us. Father, in Jesus' name, and Alicia and Jeff, Lord, I pray for the continuing wisdom of God to be operating in them. I pray that through these trials and ordeals that they learn about the power of the Lord Jesus Christ resident in them and the place where they're resident at the throne of Jesus Christ, seated in heavenly places, taking authority over principalities and powers and dominions and demons and every foul thought that tries to exalt itself against the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that this true operational battle that they've been in or are in, perhaps still brings about not their destruction, but a great growth and maturity in their lives. Yes, and Lord, yes. I, I lift up all our brothers and sisters. I mean, we could lift up to you, William and, you know, Linda and Leonita and Bruce, Mervyn Ireland, Brother Brian and Albion, yes. Lord, I pray that you continue to grow them, Lord, that you continue to bless them, that they would have peace. I pray that they're just drawn like with a hook in their mouth to the word of God and that they just can't put it down and that they continue to grow and lead, live their lives led by the spirit of the word of God. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Amen. And Father, I ask a special prayer for Damien and Brittany, Brother yes. Brian, grandkids, Father, that you'd put a hedge about them, Father. They're on my heart all the time, Father, and I pray that you'd protect them with, with yes, guardian angels with drawn swords to keep away the bad influences that's going to come into their life, Father. It, it's almost a surety they're going to run into that stuff, Father, and I pray protection from you on high that you'd watch over your little ones, Father. You promised that you would, and I pray yes, that Father. you will, Lord God, and be with Brother Brian and give him peace, Father to be able to understand that they're in the Lord's hands and they could be in no better hands. They, even if they were right there with Brother Brian in the flesh, it would be wonderful, but they're in God's hands and they're no better hands to be in than our amen. Father in heaven. Yes. Father. I ask this in amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus' name. Okay, okay folks. Um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. We're going to start here with this prayer. 
that uh, that Paul is praying, and like I said, all the stuff in the past tense. We're just going to take it slow and come down through here, and then we're going to depart in just a little bit. Then we're going to go some other places in the scripture, and we'll tie some things together for you. Okay, so Brother Dave, if you would go ahead. Colossians chapter one, verse twelve, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Okay, by him. just a second, stop right here. Who is the firstborn? Who is the image of the invisible God? God is no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son of God, He hath declared Him. We read about this all the time. And don't get this um, word, this firstborn idea mixed up with what you might think firstborn, like a child, like a, like your firstborn son. This is a positional word, okay? You know that because of the law first mentioned and the law is the way it's mentioned in Genesis chapter 22 in the book of beginnings. Remember, Brother Dave, where the Lord calls Isaac Abraham's firstborn son? Yes. Well, he wasn't Abraham's firstborn son, was he? No, he wasn't Esau. No, he wasn't. It's a positional thing. It's not mm -hmm. like we think. And some people, some heretics take this and go off the deep end with it. One in particular I know that I'm not going to call his name. I think he may be dead by now. I don't know. Bless his heart. Wasn't all that bad a person. But anyway, he takes it and goes off half cocked on it. It's a positional thing. This firstborn right here, this firstborn of every creature. His position, he is, his, his position was from everlasting to everlasting. And we're going to get a little bit more into that as we're going to continue further. Verse 16, brother. Yes. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him okay and that that's a big verse right there and there's a whole lot in this verse right here now let me stop in just a second make make some uh bring some things out for you in paul's epistles paul starts all his epistles off with what just off the top of your head can you remember what the very first word in pauline epistles are um, the very first I word. Think you got me on that. Is Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, here we are. Is the word Paul? And and everybody knows that I I think and there's plenty of evidence to back it up that he wrote the book of Hebrews in the very turn to Hebrews chapter one, brother Dave. Okay. Watch how this verse. Watch how this book starts off. Hebrews chapter one. Okay, should it start at verse one? It's the very first word. What does it say? Okay. 
God. Okay, let me explain something to you. Paul's congregation, if you he, it's to the Hebrews, okay? Not Jews, it's to the Hebrews. Paul is, is, is he's not coming, he's not, he's, he's sliding in by starting off different than any other of his epistles because of people bad-mouthing him. He's, he's talked about all over the known world at that time. I mean, the Jews have run him down, said he's a heretic, said he's this, said he's that. So to get his point across better, he didn't start the apostle, he didn't start the epistle off Hebrews, in, in Hebrews by Paul. He started it off with God. That's the way he did. That that's because you know it's Paul. Anybody read the last few, the last half of the the last chapter knows it's Paul. You can recognize his personality. Anybody that's ever spent any time in the epistles knows it's the Apostle Paul that wrote it. But anyway, just wanted to bring that little nugget out for you to understand. He starts all his epistles off of Paul. Yeah, he does. Except, yeah, check it. except for Hebrews. Except for Hebrews. And he starts it off with God. Now it said here he was the firstborn, positionally speaking, of every creature. And he was the he was the image of the invisible God. He was the essence of God manifest in the flesh, as you've heard me put it in the best English terms. I know how to put it. Now I told you before that Gnosticism is one of the things that Paul is attacking here. Not only does Paul attack Gnosticism, which is a big heresy in the church, and it is here in Colossae and Laodicea, John had the same trouble, and John attacks Gnosticism as well. When he says anybody that says that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh is not of God. Most people of our persuasion will try to tell you that that's talking about Jews. That's not what John's talking about. And anybody that's read Irenaeus knows what he's talking about. He's talking about Gnostics. They think that Jesus Christ was just a man, but the spirit of the Christ man, the spirit of this Christ man in, in these eons, one of the eons came down and inhabited his body and left his body. That's what John's talking about when he says, if any man say that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh, He's not of God. That's what John's talking about. He's attacking Gnosticism. Paul, understanding Greek philosophy, he was schooled in the greatest academy that there was during that time under the great Gamaliel. He knew all about Greek philosophy, about Plato, Aristotle, all this stuff, which they talked of. They had some of these ideas themselves. That's where Zoroastrianism was born out of Greek philosophy, this dualism type thing. But as we get, and he, as he's fixing to get in, he's talking about all these dominions and powers and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's like the Pleroma or the Sophia or the, the Eon, which was Christ and all these, all these different levels of gods or eons as they were called. And then all the way down at the foot of the, the, on the bottom line, the lowest rung of them all was Yahweh. 
that was that's what they that's what the Gnostics say. Okay, that ought to tell you something right there. They they threw the vials in there, but anyway, not to get off on that. That's what the Gnostics taught, and that's what Paul is attacking here. He's bringing up this point, and I would, it says right here that Christ was made the image of the invisible God and the firstborn, positionally speaking. He always was and always was, as we're going to find as we're going to run some references. Right now, Brother Dave, you're there in Hebrews chapter 1. Let's just read what it says in the very first chapter here about the Lord Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 1. Certainly. Verse 1, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding... Uh excuse me the express image of his person he's the invisible image the, the the image of the invisible god here in colossians and i'll make one little more quick note paul writes this with a greek philosophical slant in colossians and if you won't see any you won't see any references to the old testament in the book of colossians except vague references because he's dealing with like i said a bunch of rich jews Greeks, barbarians, and Colossae, and in Laodicea. But anyway, continue reading, brother. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Everything, yes. everything that's held together in the ether, in this world, and everything is held together by the word of his power. Held together everything, every atom, every cork. If there is such a thing, I ain't never seen one. Every atom, I ain't never seen one of them either. But they say there were atoms and quarks and neutrons and all these particles. I ain't never seen any, but that's down on the spiritual level. Whether visible or invisible, they're held together by the word of his power. Who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the big, the capital W word. We're fixing to run that. Get a third witness to this in just a second. Continue reading, Brother Dave. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, did, did it not say purged or is purging? Purged the past tense. That's exactly. There's another glory hallelujah. Past tense. They're purged. Amen. Every sin that you, to the day you read your last breath that you'll ever commit or ever have committed was purged. Past tense. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Okay, that, 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 that's okay. Go right now. Go to John chapter 1. Let's see what John's plan. John's more of a mystic. 
and John, John's right. His his writing. John was a mystic. Paul was practical. Paul was more of the practical the practical person. Down to earth, shoe leather on the road. John was more of a mystic. Let's watch what the way John words this in the first chapter of John, starting in verse one. Yes, John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. And the word, capital W, was with God, and the word, capital, was God. There you go, the express image of his, he's the image of the invisible God. They're doing one and the same. Go ahead, brother. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That's a pretty clear statement. As we're going to see the same statement, Paul's going to make the same statement here in Colossians. I just wanted to get this, read a few more verses, and then we'll go back to Colossians. Okay. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Amen. 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 Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. There is no darkness in you. There may be darkness all around you and this old flesh and everything, but you're children of light, Paul says, not of the darkness. Back to Colossians, verse 16. Yes, verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. What an amazing statement. And folks, this has sent biblical philosophers to want to pull their hair out to try to figure this. And they, they ain't no way Brother Don's got it figured out. And I don't know nobody else that has. And I've studied under some pretty smart people. Okay, a lot of people will try to hide the word of God from the, a lot of past, but good meaning pastors will try to hide what I'm fixing to show you, which I've been showing you for six years, will try to hide this because they don't want you to get involved with it, and it is dangerous. Okay, Gnosticism brings up this pantheon of gods, it's pantheism. That's what it is. It's multiple gods, though there be multiple gods. Little G. We're going to read it out of Paul's own mouth in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Go to chapter 8. Okay, um, just one brief moment here, a question that some people have. I don't have a problem with this, but I know that there's people that can't get their mind wrapped about it. And, you know, that would be that, well, Satan was created Lucifer. Now he's uh, now he's Satan. And there were angels. Now there's bad angels. And now there's demon spirits. And it says here that all things were created by him and for him. And yet some of these things weren't directly made in their current form, but morphed into another form because of their wickedness and sin. Would you like to touch on that? Well, the one, the ones that create ones that because of their sin, the ones that made them was Jesus Christ. Amen. So by abstentia, Jesus Christ is the author of it anyway. God yes. himself said, I create good and I create evil. 
Amen. And so the devil is truly God's devil. Yes, it is true. That's the reason he has the rope around his neck and can let him go as far as he wants to. That's the reason I said this has this has bogged the minds of rational thinking people, mm -hmm. of spirit-minded people, of theologians throughout the ages. Of what is it for? I've showed you, and 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 I'll bring, I'll tie it together one more time, and can tell you if you can't tie that bow, you'll ne you'll never get a grip on any of this. Of what is it for? So let's go back and see how it all started. Let's let's see. We had we had Satan fall from heaven, and a third of his angels fell with him. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Third of his angels fell with him. Go to Psalms chapter two, and okay. just read Psalms chapter two. The first spirit. <laughs> yes, indeed. There are real conspiracies, and here's That's one. Right. Genesis chapter ten was one with Nimrod. It started, and then after that, it, it conspiracy started again. Now let's just read what it says in Psalms chapter two, verse one. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. And shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure? Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare, decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ah, yes. Go ahead. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth. For thy possession. And why would he why would he want to give it to him if it's already his? See? Yes. They're Satan's folks. He is the God of this world. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Yes, verse 9. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt fasten them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoicing, with trembling. Kiss the Son, capital S, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. When his right. wrath is kindled but a little, blessed Absolutely. are all they that put their trust in him. Amen. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. The Lord giving these folks a chance. He's giving them a chance, even though they fail. They're giving them a chance. This great conspiracy. Well, let's see how the conspiracy's getting along. That's about middle ways through uh, his story, history over the last uh, 6,000 years. Let's see how things were, were getting along a little bit. Go to Psalms 82. Uh, these rulers um, take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. The anointed would be Jesus Christ, right? Correct. Oh, absolutely. But I know you and, got some, some of the brethren out there. I I I, I kind of call them brethren loosely. Uh, try to make that us, and it's not us. Yes. 
I agree 100%. And the, the kings of the earth, well, that's obvious, the kings, the men yeah. of the earth. That's right. And the rulers take counsel. Now, I thought the kings were the rulers. The reason we're going to Psalms 82. <laughs> okay, let's quickly go. Psalm 82. Okay, Psalm 82. There. Should I start reading? Yeah. Okay. Psalm 82, verse 1. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly? And accept the persons of the wicked. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I yeah. said... I just said, yes, amen. They're out of court. Amen. Oh, without a doubt. Couldn't have made a worse job of it, could they? I nope. have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Absolutely. Arise. O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. End of chapter. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, real quick, you see these gods right here, and, it, and they're, they're the ones running the kings and the judges back in Psalms 2. See, Brother David? Yes, yes. They're, they're and, the, the, part of the divine council. Now, if there be any question about whether they exist or not, go to First Corinthians chapter 8 and read verses 4 through 6, and you people listen to the wording closely. First Corinthians chapter eight, verse four through six. Listen to the wording close. Verse four. As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in the sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many as but there be lords many and gods many paul's telling you they're there little g gods and they're it's in just, heaven and they're in heaven and they're in earth as well read it mm -hmm. again okay for though there be that are called gods whether in heaven or in earth and there be gods Many and the Lord's many. Yep, that's exactly right. They're there, there. And you not only do you have Paul's announcement that the, the council is there, you've got God dealing with them in, in chapter 12. In Psalms chapter 2, you've got the conspiracy that's been laid out from the foundation to overthrow God, which Nimrod was the first one to kick it into action. Now you have Paul in the New Testament reiterating. That these people, that these exist. The question is, why does God allow it to happen? That's the philosophical question that makes people want to pull their brains out spiritually. Okay, 
That it really is, if you stop and think about it. Why does God let this stuff out? Why do the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper? The oldest question in human history. The oldest question. Job, the oldest book. He gives you a good example there of giving Satan just enough rope all the way to the point of being able to kill Job, but not kill him. And he shows you the end that Job's uh, end was just bountiful more than it was to start with. All the suffering Job went through was worth it all in the end. Job didn't even remember the balls or nothing, probably, after it was all over with. But this is one of the greatest questions. This has turned a lot of people atheists. A lot of people have tried to think this thing out rationally. It can't be thought out rationally. There is only one answer. And unless you can tie this bow, this answer, this bow, go to Revelation 4, brother. Unless okay. you can tie this bow and be satisfied with it in your spiritual mind, you will fight with this problem till the day you die. But if you can tie this bow in Revelation 4.11, you find out the reason for your existence, the very reason why God has done everything and why it's going to be the way it is. And on top of that, you can extrapolate the pleasure and how great the sensation, if I, if I can use that word in a spiritual term, how wonderful it's going to be in eternity with him. Revelation 4.11. This ties the bow on existence, period. It seems simple, folks, but it's a fact. Everything that I've talked about so far, he created all things. He made these principalities and powers. He set them into action. He allowed it to happen through abstention. Like I was talking with Brother David while about those evil spirits and this, that, and the other. Through abstention, he's the root cause. God said, I create good, I create evil. The scripture backs this up, folks. You can't argue with it. Now, this is the bow that you have to tie. Each individual Christian life in your spirit has to tie this bow and be able to smile with this bow spiritually. I didn't say in the flesh. Nobody's happy on the rack with trouble and all the mess going on. But spiritually speaking, you have to bow the knee and, and smile and tie this bow and say amen to be able to understand it to the best of your knowledge in your, in your physical mind. Okay? This is the answer. Revelation 4.11. Go ahead, read it. Okay. Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, you've got to be satisfied with that. My God, just think about eternity. I have not seen nor ear heard nor the inner heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he hath revealed it to us through the Spirit. It's in so a bunch of the stuff's in the book. Some of it's not in the book necessarily. When you think about eternity, a being that never has, never had a beginning, never had an end, that's the way you're going to be. 
There won't be no bad thought like I was saying the other night. There won't be crying about Aunt Sally dying. There won't be crying about your kid getting killed in a car wreck. There won't be crying about it. But all that'll be, it'll, it won't even be a whisper. God says in Isaiah, throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And like Dr. Ruckman postulated, and like I postulate as well, the only parts you might be able to remember that are, that are associated with the pain and suffering and the things of this earth will be what's connected. You've got connected with this book and what you've got it in your heart because the words endure forever. See, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. Now that's the bow. That may sound cruel to some people. That may be people that is of the world and have a foothold in this world and their love is in this world and worldly things, they'll never get it because their first love is not Jesus Christ and God. Their not attempt is not to obey the first and great commandment. It's hard. Am I completely there? Of course I'm not completely there. I still fight the battle myself. But that's the bow that must be tied to understand the whole plan. That has that bow has to, it was all done, created, made everything for his pleasure. And old Shakespeare had it right. This whole world's a play. It's a whole play. You got you got a master. The, the master of ceremonies that dictates everything and it's all done for his pleasure and according to his pleasure, whether you understand it or whether I don't, but we will understand it one day and it'll make all the sense in the world to us then. That's all that's going to matter anyway, because that understanding is going to go unending throughout eternity. Can you understand that to a certain degree, Brother David? Do you understand where I'm yes, coming from? I do. And uh, one thing that I see here, you know, the preaching of God's word and that goes out changes everything. And But another great thing that we do as Christians, and we, we should be doing, is praying. And I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for one another. We're commanded to do that. But when we're trying to affect great change upon the earth or in our countries or even just in our little cities that we live in our nations or european continents or white nations of the world or the entire world itself this has to be kept in mind so often people argue about this government that government voting in this guy if that guy could get in it would all change and well, I'm not saying little things wouldn't change when various people take the reins of president or prime minister or whatever, judge or mayor. But in reality, what really brings about great changes are when we recognize what we've just studied here in the word of God and that for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or all things were created by him and for him 
and where we went to Corinthians chapter 8 and we seen these gods. And when we went right. to Psalms chapter 2 and looked at the divine council, these are the things that are behind the powers that be. Yes. The yes. government. Yes. Yes. And I was just thinking on this this week so so much. And that was the religious institutions of the world. Because in many cases, the governments bow to the religious institutions that yes. be on the earth. And both of them have fallen angels over them. And we have to keep that in mind. And yeah, we pray for our presidents and our leaders and all that. But really to make great change, we have to bring those fallen beings to account, that God would bring them to account, that God would judge them, that God would bring the change. And cause these beings to cease and desist in their plans and activities yes sorry okay that's perfect that's perfect and you as you know as it says in first corinthians 6 we're going to judge them angels too oh hallelujah yes we're going to judge the angels we're going to judge the world and to give you a per prime example of the political situation connected with the angels and everything you're talking about let's just 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 see if We've been making it up, or let's see if there's actually uh, the, the scriptures back it up. Go to Daniel 10. Okay. And we'll find out where these principalities and little G gods and other and powers and thrones and dominions have part. First of all, before you get, go to Daniel 10, put a finger there, and go back to Ephesians 6 and read verse 12. Okay. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Absolutely. Now go to Daniel 10, start about verse 10. Start reading. Okay. Daniel 10, verse 10. And behold, and hand touched me, which set me upon my knees, upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Now remember, let me stop, let me stop you, Brother Dave. Remember everything Brother Dave just got through spending five minutes telling you about, because it's all going to come out right here. Everything Brother Dave was talking about. It's going back at the, the word of God's going to back it up right here. Go ahead. And he said unto me, O Daniel. A man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and yeah. I am come. 21 days, Daniel prayed. 21 days, but he was heard instantly. Isn't that what the angel said? Yes. From the moment he prayed, he was heard. Now let's see what happened in between. Go ahead. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Chapter 10, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days but lo michael one of the chief priests came that 
chief princes, <laughs> sorry, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O oh, my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou, knowest, knowest though, wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to find fight with the prince of Persia. And when I came, I am gone forth. Lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will shew thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. You and there is, do you see there how politics are joined with the spiritual realm, Brother Dave? You see what I'm oh, talking yes. about? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Folks, you cannot. Yes, absolutely. The word of God backs it up 100%. Everything that I have laid out for you is absolute biblical fact amen and cannot be denied unless you deny the word of god that prince of persia and prince of grecia wasn't going to come for no i forget how many more years the real prince the, the prince of grecia on the earth you know who that was alexander the great but yet there was a principality that was fighting with the angel over this in the spiritual realm. Like Brother Dave was talking about a while ago, everything he said made perfect sense to, 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 to segue right into what I'm showing you here. And people will hide this stuff from their congregation. Past, most pastors don't even know it exists. All they know is John 3, 16. I'm not going to hide the scriptures from you. I'm not going to hide this stuff from you. You're a grown man. If you're born again, the spirit of God dwells in you. The Lord will deal with you about this stuff. I don't have all the answers, but I can show you where the problems are. And what Brother Dave said to you was so true. Our prayers do affect things. It affected the prayer of Daniel. Why don't you think it affects our prayer? And then changed about prayer. It changes politics. It changes politics. But it don't change the word of God. It's set in stone. Just like the angel got through saying, saying to you. There in Daniel 10. Does all that make sense, Brother Dave, to you? Does it make sense? Hallelujah. Yes, absolutely. 
perfect back quality. Back to Colossians. Back to Colossians. Verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That there all you things by things in all things consist. Hebrews 1, everything's held together by the word of his power. It all ties together. Go ahead, brother. That in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. And by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven interesting yeah he's he's reconciled so often and i don't i can't remember anyone ever preaching this but he says all things things in heaven things in earth are reconciled through the blood of jesus christ and his cross that would mean some of these angels have been reconciled wouldn't it that's exactly what it would mean hmm because you have elect angels and unelect angels. Yes. Yes. Verse 21. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present right. In Christ you have been reconciled past tense. Not going to be. Not might be if you do good. Not may might be if you do bad. You have been reconciled. Those sins have been purged. He has taken care of it all. It's all passed in. You are predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Wow, what a mystery. Wow. What, what a story. What a drama played out. What an honor to be an individual that takes part in this. What an honor to be called a child of the king. What an honor to be able to call him brother. And our flesh just screams and hollers and wants to whine about this and whine about that. Now I'm going to take you and show you something in 1 Corinthians 15. It said here that he had read that he's going to read, he's going to reconcile everything, going to get everything reconciled and taken care of. Now I'm going to show you something that he's going to do that you won't hear one in ten thousand preachers mention to you. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, Brother Dave. There. Now, do I have the answer here? Nope. I, do I know some theologians that tackle this problem? Yes. I will give you a number as to their, their theory behind it and their theory of how long this is all going to take till it's all completely reconciled and turned back over to the, yes, turned back over to the Father. Right now, Jesus Christ has the preeminent spot. He is the preeminent one. Amen. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 
chapter 15 that puts a time limit on all this stuff. Now we're fixing to go read it. Just, just start in verse one and when you get to it, brother, I'll stop you and we'll look at it and discuss it for a second or two. Okay, verse one, 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also as one born out due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this, his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain? Yea. And we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in Excuse me, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. See there, just, just a second. I want you just to stop. I can't let you pass that. See, if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most miserable. See, that's the position a true born again Bible believing Christian that hates the world finds himself in. Because this world's all there is to give, we're miserable. We're miserable because it don't make no sense. See what I'm saying, David? Yes. It's all it, we're most miserable because eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die, Paul, seeking to say kind of the, along those lines. Go ahead and read, brother. Yes. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. 
For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Then cometh the end. When he all shall right. have been... Watch it close. Here's the verse right here. Go ahead. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. That don't he must seem reign. Like, you don't, you, you, go ahead, brother. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. What's he gonna have? What's he gonna? What's gonna happen when he puts all un, all the enemies are put under his feet and everything's taken care of and reconciled and everything? What does it say he's gonna do? It goes back to God. That's delivered exactly. up the kingdom to God. That's right. It's gonna be given back to God. Even the, the Father. Place. Even the Father. The play's over. Mm -hmm. Then what? Then what? It's been bannered around by a lot of a lot of very spiritual theological geniuses, okay, about this one this one little part right here. There's other verses in Isaiah and but but this is this brings it home right here. That mixed with here with Colossians having reconciled all things unto himself. And put down everything under his feet. There, Clarence Larkin came up with the not only with Larkin, I think Bullinger did as well. Brother Pete can check this out. I'm not sure, but I think Bullinger did as well. 144,000 years. Till everything is reconciled. I'm talking about every person that has that lived and died on the new heaven and new earth until everything is reconciled and there's no more nothing, nothing but purity and god is all in all 144,000 years now that's just a number okay don't tell me how it came about it i didn't study it long enough to, to get into it it was a waste of my time at the time i'm just telling you there's a time when this then this drama is going to come to an end is that and from adam and eve onward or that's, that's, pre-existing that's, ages huh it's is called, that from that go ahead it's called the age of ages yeah so that hundred and forty four thousand years is those ages that existed before adam and eve and onward until it's given over to the father Excellent question, Brother Dave. <laughs> Excellent question. I wish I knew the answer. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yes, it's been, it's been a good question for many, many, and many a moon. And nobody has the correct answer, scripturally speaking. There's guesses, like I told you. Larkin uh, is, is, was as good as anybody. And I think Bullinger came to the same conclusion and how he, does, he goes, goes around in 5,000 circles to get there. But as far as knowing the English Bible, nobody knew the English Bible better than Ethelbert Bullinger. Nobody did. Nobody, no, no man that's ever lived before somebody may come later. I doubt it with the way the world's going because we're 
since the angels were released, we're headed pell-mell to hell. The world is. And see, this new heaven and new earth, it's, this earth's going to pass away, folks. Heaven and earth, yes. this going to be heaven and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. I'm just telling you, there's more to come. Hang on your hat. Get your popcorn and Coke. There's more to come. We may have to be observant from a, from a high, lofty place, some of us. But we're going to be taking part in all that. We're going to judge angels. We're going to judge the world. That's going to be part of our job as members of the bride of Christ. Can you imagine, just, 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 to, give you, just, just to give you a little hint of what I'm saying, that reprobate saved sinner that went to bed with his mama's, with his daddy's wife, was saved according to Paul, and he's going to get to judge angels and judge the world. Because all of his sins were purged and taken away at Calvary. Yes. Therefore, yeah. be very careful who you judge. Who you judge. That's why God said, the Lord said, judge not, at least you be judged. You know, you can judge spiritual things. Don't compare yourself among yourselves. And judge yourselves among you. You're not wise to do that. You never know what somebody's thinking, not what's in their mind. You sure don't know what's in their heart and in their thoughts. The Lord's the only one that knows that. And like I said the other night, thank the Father in heaven that we'll be judged at the judgment seat of Christ by our motive. Yes. Because he walked this earth. He knows the temptation. And he was tempted in all manners like as we are, yet without sin. We've got so much to be thankful for and really, really and truly so little to complain about. If you really stop and think about it. I mean, man, that ain't that, ain't, that, that don't do no good for the backache, does it? <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that don't good for being blind and you know, stuff like that. Don't that don't that don't do that. But but I'm just telling, trying to get you to think with a spiritual mind. Yes, and the judging of angels and that. Like I, I was thinking about this this weekend. You know, I'm just thinking like how it's not could have no qualifications whatsoever but the thing is you know people can take it one of two ways like oh i'm so unworthy blah blah or they can think i've got the ability to judge angels no <laughs> we uh, will have the mind of christ we will right. be transformed transfigured it won't be our ability it'll be the ability of jesus christ imparted to us that enables us to be no, that, that's what i was explaining to a brother earlier today it won't be you in the condition you think now. You'll be in a totally different condition way of thinking. The whole shooting match will be different. Amen. Amen. It'll be different. Back to Colossians, and we'll go ahead and wrap this baby up. Okay. Colossians 20, verse 21. And you, that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. wow 
<laughs> did, you really, did you see what he said? Yep. Unblameable, unreprovable. Wow. Man, There's a long list I can think of. Oh, my goodness, brother. That everything, all the wickedness that he took from us in his body, that he might present us unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. It's going once that diff, once that body change happens, folks. There's going to be a change of conscience, change of thinking, change of emotion, change of feeling, change of heart, change of everything to the better. You can think it looks like Doc used to say, and Doc lived a rough. My man, you talking about his testimony? Everybody out here his testimony. He lived a rough life. I mean, he was a, a alcoholic by the time he was twenty something years old, just drinking a case of beer a day. And I mean, tried every women you tell you talk about it. You name it, he went through it. But he said you can take the most happiest the most glorious thing you could possibly think of in the flesh pleasing to you because everybody's different and then add on to that a million times and you still wouldn't touch the way it's going to be once we get a new body and get in that position where we're unreprovable and unblameable in his sight that's something to shout about brother Mm. Amen. That is something to shout about. Continue on. Verse 23. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and there be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is be behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his Here it age. comes. Here it comes. Here's one of the greatest mysteries in the universe. This is one of the seven great mysteries. Here it comes. Go ahead. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow. Wow. That's one of the great mysteries that he revealed to Paul that was kept hid from all generations. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, brother. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working which worketh in me mightily. Amen. End of chapter. Heavenly Father, thank this session we've had with your word tonight, Father. Yes, and I Father. pray that you would take it in and burn it into the hearts and, and give every everybody a spiritual hallelujah.
and an amen and a glory to God inside their spirit, Father. And may they just bow the knee to you and thank you for so yes. great salvation. Who shall yes. escape? How can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, it says in the great book of Hebrews. So much waits for us. It just it just don't seem real, does it? It's like a fairy tale. You know, it's wow. It's just, and I speak reverently. Folks, we got the only book that graces this earth like this. Do you realize that? We got the only book that lays out a plan like this, like no other. Yes. There is no Hindu, right? There's no Shasta, there's no Bahabad Gita, there's no Analects of Confucius, there's no Brahmism, there's no, um, none of that, none of that stuff. Nothing touches what we have. And we fall so short in this fleshy body of giving our Lord Jesus Christ and his word the reverence that we should. Father, I pray that you would instill that in us. Renew yes. the spirit in us. Fire the spirit up in us, Father. Renew yes. the spirit day by day like you promised that you would, Father. And may we give your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that took it all on himself so that we might have these blessings. Yes. He became poor that we might become rich. What a Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I ask all this in your precious name. And for your sake alone, world without end, eternity's coming, folks. Lord, instill a little bit of just give us a little taste, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number is 334 Email is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And please consider going to PayPal and making an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ through this ministry. You can go to PayPal, enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com, and you'll see Don Spears Ministries come up. You can mail cards, letters, requests, questions, offerings to Pastor Don's home address, which is 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clyle, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Don Spears Ministry Sermon Times. We're at Takshi now exclusively, Friday and Sunday, Monday nights on hold. Time is 6 Central or 7 Eastern, and it's https colon forward slash forward slash www dot talkshoe one word talkshoe.com forward slash studio forward slash four nine seven one three four five thanks for listening everyone hope to see you again friday amen we'll see you guys friday night lord willing health permitting well, but give me a call sometime this week, Brother Dave. Get an okay. opportunity, okay? Catch me at the house. Yes. Appreciate it very much. You too, Brother Pete, if you get a chance, any of you guys. 
I love always talking to you when you can catch me. I, I can tell you one thing I'm going to do um, Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to sleep both the days all day long. <laughs> I'm going to catch up on some sleep. But anyway, okay, I love you guys. Um, and folks, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I appreciate you um, downloading this program. The ones that come here live, God bless your soul for taking the time out of your life to to, uh, to, to listen to God's precious word. And may God's grace always smile upon you. And may he bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. And I ask all this in Jesus' name and for his sake alone. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. Amen. Good night, everyone. Amen. I press stop recording, but it's wrapping around again. I don't know. I do know that stuff. Yeah. You press. You press pause. Yeah, the stop recording red dot, and up mm -hmm. comes, pops up a window that says cancel or stop recording. I press stop recording, and it's wrapping around. So it's being recorded. That's what happened that last time when it did that. I listened to it later and our conversation was recorded up until we ended it. Oh, I see. Like it used to do on talk sheet till everybody hung up. Right. Okay. So I just give you all that in fair warning. <laughs> okay, yeah, for anybody said anything. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Guys, uh, y'all take care, and uh, I will. I'll talk to some of you this week, and if not, I'll be back, Lord willing, Friday night, and we'll pick up with Colossians chapter two. Yes. Okay. That chapter one. That chapter one's fantastic. I could go back through it again, man. Ought to. I'll, I'll go. I'll go back through it again, and hit different part, different parts, and different subjects. I'll do it, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not. So it'll be Colossians chapter two, right? It'll be yeah, it'll be Colossians chapter two um, okay. for Friday night. All yeah. right. Well, okay. Good night, Pastor Don. Hey, you there, brother? Yes. Who, who was that hollered at me? Brother Sergio sounded like. Was that you, well, Dave? I was, yeah, I was just saying good night, Pastor Don. Oh, good night, Dave. Good night, Brother Dave. Good night, Brother Kevin, yeah. Brother Sir Joe, and Brother Pete. I love you guys. See you Friday night. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Good night, all brothers. See you later.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.